This sermon was recorded at the Church of Christ, Wheeler area, located at 1500 South Allen L. Bean Boulevard in Wheeler, Texas. Our regular meeting times are at 10.30 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. each Sunday. Come join us as we seek to worship God in spirit and in truth. I want to talk to you a little bit this afternoon about preaching. And this is not uh, a lesson over preaching from the pulpit. Uh, several weeks ago, uh, Dad and I had a heifer that had pneumonia, and so uh, whenever that happens, you just assume that there's another one out there, so we started prowling pastures. And we were in the vehicle, in the pickup, going around the backside of one of our pastures and going to, going to ride through it, and I got a text from a person about, about cattle, and Dad just went off on a rant about cattle, and he started lecturing to me about cattle. Now, the funny thing about this lecture is it's not the first time I've heard it. I've heard it more than once, but I sat there in silence, and I, I listened mainly because we were going about 50 down the highway, and I couldn't jump out, but I... Uh, and, you know, and I, I expect it. Uh, I'm a fourth-generation cowhand. Uh, my great-granddad lectured to my granddad. My granddad lectured to his sons. I'm just next in line, and hopefully one of these days uh, I'll get to lecture to the boys. If not, Brolin's just going to have to endure it. So this evening I want to talk to you all about preaching to your children and Whenever I, whenever I say children, I'm not, I'm not putting an age limit on this preaching. I mean, they're, they're yours until you pass away or they do. And as parents, grandparents as well, we need to take advantage of the time that we have to build upon a foundation, a good, strong foundation. Because, you know, in a couple of years, uh, my sons aren't going to be under my thumb. You know, I can't just preach to them whenever I want to. I mean, I, I might be able to. It might hinder our relationship a little bit, but uh, we're going to talk about preaching to our children. In the book of Ephesians chapter 6, verse number 4, it says, And you fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. I always, uh, for some reason, I nurture, I just, I just, in my mind, I was thinking what we think of nurture, you know, just take care of them. Bring your children up and take care of them. But the strong says nurture means tutorage, that is, education or training. By implication, disciplinary correction. Admonition, calling attention to, that is, mild rebuke and warning. So I ask you, fathers, dads that are here today in the audience, are you teaching your children about God in all aspects of God as well? Not just his love and his mercy, but also his wrath. You know, there, there's going to come a time whenever our life here on this earth is done that we are going to stand before our Heavenly Father and have to answer for the things that we have done, the good and the bad. 
And the truth of the matter is, if we don't have Jesus Christ, if we don't have the blood of Christ to cover our sins, we will face the wrath of God. And it will be for eternity. Are you teaching that to your children? You have two ways to go whenever this life is over. You can either be in good standing with our Heavenly Father or you're not. And that's it. Those are the two options. There's nothing, there's nothing else. First Timothy chapter 5, verse number 8 says, But if any provide not for his own, especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith, and is worse than an infidel. Worse than an infidel. This passage mainly talks, uh, speaking about taking care of those that are the uh, widows, the orphans, those in, uh, in your family, and taking care of them in the means of uh, providing food, clothing, shelter. But dads, are you spiritually taking care of the needs of those that are under your house, they are under your rule? Are you, providing them, are you providing them with a place to worship our Heavenly Father on Sunday? Are you teaching them the things that, that they need to know about? Are you going through the scripture with them? These are the things that, they're, honestly, as, as they're young, you build on that foundation, more than likely you will see the fruits of your labor once they get older. And it probably won't take very long before you see that your shortcomings, where you fell short with your children, and the things that they don't know and the way that they behave themselves. I remember growing up as a child with my sisters. Uh, I'm, I'm a middle child, if you didn't know that, and I, I understand it's tough. It, it is what it is. Stuck between two girls, Dad gave us a lot of, a lot of good lectures especially on their way to Austin to, to visit my mom's family. Ladies and gentlemen, that is 500 miles. That's an eight-hour drive. This, this, this was not a preaching. This was a lecture. This was grueling. And whenever dad got done, mom started in. But they needed to. The things that they taught us, we, we went there at least once a year for Thanksgiving or Christmas. We got taught the same thing more than once. Like I said, it's an eight-hour drive. You got to beat it into their brain sometimes. That there's consequences to their actions. And, and one of my, our, my, our favorite stories that me and my sisters tell whenever we're all together is... Uh, Stories about dad just saying, well, if you ever do what so-and-so was doing or is doing, there will be consequences. You know, we're all in the backseat kind of rolling our eyes. Yeah, yeah, we know you'll kill us if we do that. We understand. And that lecture happened more than once on a couple of different occasions. You know, lecturing to our children is, is nothing, it's nothing new. As a matter of fact, it's, it's actually scriptural. We go back to Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses number 4 through 7. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. And these words which I commanded thee this day shall be in thine heart, and, they shall, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. 
And shalt talk to them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up, when thou take thy children to a sporting event, when thou bring thy home to a sporting event, when you take them to school, whenever you bring them back from school, any time that you have them trapped in a vehicle where they cannot get away from you is a very good opportunity to teach your children. They can't go anywhere. Tell them to turn the devices off and listen to you. You have knowledge. You have wisdom. You've already survived your teenage years. You see the, the path that their peers are taking. You know, it, you know it's not good. Tell your children about it. Let them know, hey, your friends that are doing this, this is not right. You do not need to make that same choice. There's a way that God would have us to act, and this is a way that we need to act, and the way that so-and-so is doing it is not it. Now, here I go again, talking like my dad. Second <clears throat> Timothy 2.15. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. I got a question for you. At what age does this start? Is there an age limit to study to show thyself approved unto God? Parents, take the time to teach your children how to study the Word of God. If your children are too busy, maybe there's some things that need to change. No, we uh, we got busy. Several years ago, it seemed like we weren't home very often. In between uh, working on the ranch and going to different stock shows, boys were playing flag football or t-ball or something. Uh, in between all that, we were gone a lot. And whenever we weren't gone, we were all tired and exhausted. We weren't carving out any time to study with our children. You know, we, we, we got into the rat race, so to speak. What's more important? Is it building a good foundation that your kid, children can stand on whenever they leave your house and they're on their own? Or is it those events, that stuff, those things? Teach them to study. Teach them how to be a workman. Teach them how to rightly divide the word of truth. The thing is that these babes in Christ, they leave your house as babes in Christ. They're going to get fed, in my opinion. They're going to find food somewhere. I have a cousin uh, started out in the Church of Christ uh, down around Austin. She's hungry. Wanted to the truth until she found somebody that she thought was giving it to her and then she went from there from the church across to a Methodist church and then after that to a Catholic church she chased churches around because she was needing something she was needing that food she was wanting to be fed the word of God and she wasn't getting it in one particular place where she just started hopping around are you feeding your children the truth are you feeding them what they need? 
to be approved unto God. Psalms 111, verse number 10. It says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding hath all they that do his commandments. His praise endureth forever. And in Proverbs 9, 10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the holy is understanding. Are you seeking out wisdom and knowledge with your children? Studying the word of God. Taking that time, that due diligence. Will they be better Christians in the future than they have in the past? You know, if I do my job correctly, by the time my sons hit my age, by the time they hit 38, their knowledge will greatly exceed mine when it comes to scripture. They'll be far smarter, more knowledgeable, have more understanding of God's word than I do right now if I do my job correctly. And the next generation will even be better if we do our job as parents and as grandparents too. Don't think just because that you got your kid, children out of the house that you're free and you don't have to worry about anything. If you will, grab a Bible and turn with me to Titus. Titus chapter 2. We're going to begin there in verse number 1. Read down to verse number 8. Titus chapter 2, verse number 1. says, But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine, that the aged men be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith, and charity and patience. That the aged women likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness. Not false accusers, not given to much wine. Teachers of good things. They may teach the younger women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children. To be discreet, chast keepers at, at home, good, obedient to their own husbands. That the word of God be not blasphemed. Young men likewise exhort to be sober-minded. In all things, showing thyself a pattern of good works. In doctrine, showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity. Sound speech that cannot be condemned. That he that, ha- that is of the contrary part may, may be ashamed having no evil thing to say of you. One of the things, one of the main ways that we learn is from others. I know you've heard the saying, monkey see, monkey do. Are you living your life as an example for those that are around about you? Your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, your neighbors, your friends. Are you that shining light that is round about? In the future, will they be able to say, you know, we need to do it this way because this is the way the old-timers did it? This is the way the old men and women at church, that's how they conducted things. You know, it it worked for them. It was good. Probably ought to do it the same way. Are you living your life as an example? For those that are around about you to follow, especially your children. This lesson is yours this evening. I hope there's something that I've said that's been beneficial to you.
don't, don't hesitate to lecture to your children. Yeah, you might sound like a broken record and your children might roll their eyes at you. But beat it in. Beat it in hard. Beat it in deep. That way, whenever the trying times come, they'll know exactly what to turn to. Well, you know, Dad did this way. Dad said we ought to do it. Let's do it this way. Because Dad was right. Because what Dad told you came straight from Scripture. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. If you have questions about what you have heard or would like to know more information, please contact us by emailing cfcwheelerarea at gmail.com or look us up on Facebook or Instagram and send us a message there.